Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is episode number 51. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Spring 2021 Lesson Manual or Student Workbook and turn to lesson number 6, intended for April 11th, 2021, the lesson entitled Overcomers. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 2, we're going to read a few verses there. But before we do that, you could hear it said, Do not touch the grill. It's hot and will burn you. These words echoed through the two-year-old's head as his dad placed the meat on the grill. The little boy watched with curiosity as his dad played with a large, shiny object. What could be wrong with something that looks so fun, he thought. Why would his dad not share? It did not seem fair to the toddler that his dad would withhold something that produced such good smells and dramatic sounds. The young boy watched intently, completely enchanted by the forbidden toy. But as his dad stepped aside for a brief moment, curiosity overcame obedience as he reached his little hand toward the grill. Half an hour later, Mom noticed an unusually quiet two-year-old standing in the kitchen, hands behind his back. It was an eerie quiet, and there was a slightly strained expression on his face. She asked what was wrong, but the little boy only shook his head and replied that nothing was wrong. Mom asked him to hold something, and he declined. She then inspected his hands to find large blisters on multiple fingers where he had touched the hot grill. He had been sitting quietly in pain because he did not want anyone to know he had disobeyed. And once aware of his mistake and pain, both parents made sure his tiny fingers were treated so that he would heal completely. You see, trying to live with sin is like touching a grill and telling no one. Pain is endured quietly and alone. But when we cry out to God and ask for help, he will intervene and he will heal us from the destruction of sin. We're going to look at this lesson today entitled Overcomers. And you can turn to Revelation chapter 2. We're going to be reading a few verses in that chapter. And let's look and see what God's word would speak to us today. All right, Revelation chapter 2, if you want to turn there, and let's read through these few verses today. Revelation 2, beginning at verse 18, we'll go down through verse 29. Revelation chapter 2, beginning at 18, says, And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds." 
and I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you I say, and to the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which ye have already hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And our focus verses is our verses 25 and 26. We read that again. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. This lesson entitled Overcomers that we take this scripture passage from, the lesson focus thought is we must overcome sin instead of trying to live with it. So we'll look at this scripture passage that accompanies this lesson. And we see as we break this passage up, kind of look at it uh, verse by verse, kind of section by section here. We see just as we've seen over the last few weeks, the Lord speaking to churches. And we, last week, the church at Pergamos, we've seen, we've seen this a couple times now, the last few weeks. And now he's talking to the church in Thyatira. And Thyatira had its issues, just like some of the other churches. And he starts off by by, by saying to those in Thyatira that he knows your works. And it's interesting, watch how this is put. Verse 19, I know your works, your charity, your service, your faith, your patience, and your works, the last to be more than the first. Isn't that interesting? He says, I know your works, charity, service, faith, patience, and your works, the last to be more than the first. It's kind of confusing when you read it here in the King James Version. Other verse, other translations have it just a little bit differently, but what it seems to indicate is that he, he's either talking about different works or he's, he's basically saying that I've seen improvement. The works that you used to do, I've seen an improvement. I've seen now the works you're doing, now the way you're living, now the things you're doing in your lives and in the church. It's, it's improvement over the way it used to be. And I think, it's, I think that's interesting. Does God notice our progress? Obviously, he's God. He notices that. But is it not interesting that God notices our progress? Sometimes we don't see progress in and of ourselves. We, we look very uh, pinpointed at things in our lives, and we can point out all of our faults and all of our failures. And sometimes you need to hear the voice of God speak to you and says, I, I know where you came from. And I know how you all, you started and how you're living now. It's so much better. You've made progress. You've made improvement. You're, we're closer than we used to be. We're, you're nearer to me than you used to be. You, you pray more fervently than you used to pray. You give of yourself more than you used to give of yourself. God notices our progress, and we ought to seek to progress a little bit. We ought to, we ought to seek to be better. Well, if you've received the Spirit of God, you've been born again into the kingdom of God, from that moment you were born again to to, to some of you who've been born again for a while and you've been living for God for a while, there ought to be marked progress, right? From this point, from where you were back when you first began. 
and God notices that progress. And God seems to point out to the church at Thyatira, I know your works and your patience and your charity and your faith and, and your works now so much better than the beginning. God notices our progress. And we ought to seek to progress. We ought to seek to do better and to be better. Now, again, our doing better does not earn earn us anything. We can't earn God's favor or God's love. But because we experience that love and favor and grace every day, it should propel us to want to draw closer to God and to want to be better Christians and to want to be more full of love and to more full of joy and more full of long-suffering and more full the fruit of the Spirit. We want to be more filled with those. We want to, if, if, they, if we can say it that way, we want, we want to show progress in our lives. I want to draw closer to God. Don't you want to draw closer to the Lord? Don't you want to be nearer to him than you've ever been in your life? Don't you want to be closer to him? Don't you want your prayers to make more, to, to, to be filled with more confidence, pray with more confidence, to pray with more faith, more surety that now than you, than you ever have? I think our hearts, we desire, I want to be closer to him. I want to be nearer to him than I've ever been. But as he did with other churches, so he does with the church at Thyatira. After first pointing out the progress, after first pointing out the good things, he then says, notwithstanding, verse 20, I have a few things against you. And he mentions really one specific thing. It appears that there is a woman either named Jezebel or has been come to know been come to be known as someone that mirrored the Jezebel of the Old Testament but let's just take it straight just as the scripture says that there was a woman in the church named Jezebel and she called herself a prophetess but she began to teach some things that were completely against God's word she was spreading some false doctrine. Now, we know that Jezebel in the Old Testament married to King Ahab, and this woman was very rebellious. She was teaching and pulling people away from the one true God, and, and she acted in a way that was really outside of her position and did things that really uh, was dead set against authority and, and carried herself in such a way, very evil. And so we see this woman possibly mirroring this Jezebel of the Old Testament, but we see that this woman was very, not only idolatrous and causing people to do things they were not uh, supposed to be doing, but it really highlights her sexual immorality. She was a very promiscuous, very lewd individual. And the Lord calls this church, Thyatira, out not because she had necessarily uh, revealed herself and tried to do this, but that the church at Thyatira was putting up with it, that they were allowing her to have influence instead of cutting this woman's influence off and removing her from leadership or somehow from influence. They were allowing this to happen. Now, even though she was a very wicked, very lewd, very um, ungodly individual, God tells the church at Thyatira, I gave her a space to repent, but she did not repent. And now all those who are taking part in her sin and being drawn away by her and are allowing her to exist in this leadership manner, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge them, and they're all going to experience death because we understand God is a merciful God, okay? He gave her a space to repent. 
but he has to judge sin. His holiness will judge sin. And so if if this is going to be allowed to exist in the church of Thyatira, the Lord wants the church to know if you're going to let this exist, there's going to come judgment and punishment because I'm not going to let my church end up being something that it was not intended to be. He said, I gave her a space to repent. And then he calls all those that are involved in her. They need to repent or they're going to face judgment. How is God's mercy seen in giving her a space to repent? Well, giving her a space to repent just basically means that there was warning given. Somehow, God gave this individual woman warning. Somehow, he warned her. Somehow, that he dealt with her and told her there was a, he gave her a moment, gave her a space of time to repent, but the evil, the wickedness was so pervasive in her that she refused that space to repent. I want you to know today that no matter what you've been involved in in your life, no matter what um, what sin that you have committed, no matter what wrong that you've allowed in your life, God is merciful and God gives us time and space to repent. Maybe there's somebody listening today. I don't know that you're involved in something you shouldn't be. You know you should not be doing. You know you should not be living that way. Should not be allowing that into your life. Should not be allowing that into your into your heart. And God is calling you right now. He's giving you a space to repent. Judgment will come there that he will he will judge sin. There will be consequences. But if you will repent, if you'll turn your heart and life to Jesus Christ, he will forgive. He will wash away that sin. He gives all of us his mercy presents all of us space and time to repent. When we make mistakes, when we mess up, we can turn to the Lord. There is time to repent. As long as you've got breath, you've got a moment to repent and God's mercy and grace is seen in that he gives us space and time to repent but then the judgment he said if you don't repent there will be judgment there will be great tribulation he says in verse 22 for those who refuse to repent of their deeds but then verse 26 says this and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end. To him will I give power over the nations. To him that overcomes. As the, the lesson that this passage comes from, as that focus thought says, we must overcome sin instead of trying to live with it. God not only, Jesus not only sacrificed his life so that we could be forgiven of our sins, but he rose from the dead so that we could live as overcomers over our sins. We don't have to live with the sin. We don't have to put up with the sin in our life. We don't have to let it destroy us and destroy the very precious things that we have in our lives. We don't have to let it destroy us. We can live free and as overcomers. We are called to overcome instead of living with the sin. So how do we overcome? How can we overcome? Well, first of all, he gives us a clue there in verse 26. He that keepeth my works unto the end. If we'll obey God's word, if we'll stand upon God's promises, if we'll first obey God's word by coming to him and repenting and and, and taking advantage of that space to repent, taking advantage of that moment to call upon the name of the Lord and find mercy, if we will do that, we can find grace and help in our time of need. And then we can be forgiven But then we can be free if we'll continue to do 
what God's called us to do. If we'll continue to seek him, continue to reach for him, continue to rely upon his mercy and grace to build that strength to be an overcomer inside of us. We can be overcomers. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but somebody that might feel like they're just being overcome by the things of this world and by the sin in their life, and they don't know how to live free. If you'll just turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, God will forgive you. He will set you free, and you can live as an overcomer. That's why he gave us the Spirit. He gave us the Holy Ghost to live down inside of us so that we could have the power to become the sons of God. John tells us that to, to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We can receive the gift of his spirit, be filled with the Holy Ghost, first initial evidence by speaking in other tongues. And when we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive power to be an overcomer. Jesus said in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And what he was basically saying there is, is I've overcome so that you can overcome. I've, I've, I've allowed you to be set free so that you can overcome. So you do not have to live bound today. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the pain is, no matter what the struggle is, you can be an overcomer. You can find the power to overcome. So what can we do this week to apply this word in our life? Well, what I would first challenge you is to seek to make progress this week. Seek to make progress. Maybe you had plans last week. Maybe you've had plans over the last couple of weeks or months to, to, to do this or do that or to, to, to read more in the Word or to pray more or to, to worship more, to, to, to lay aside the things that are plaguing you and to just worship the Lord without fear, without worry. And you, but, but you haven't seemed to be able to, to do what you've set out to do. Well, this week, make progress. Take a step forward. Take a step to draw closer and nearer to the Lord. He's calling you. He's giving you space to draw near to him. Take advantage of it this week and make progress this week. And then I would, I would say that a prayer to pray this week, a prayer to focus on comes from that verse 26, he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to them, to him will I give power over the nations. A prayer this week, pray for endurance. Pray for endurance. I believe that you can be one that endures to the end. You can be the one that will not be overcome by sin and overcome by mistakes and overcome by failure and overcome by the things of this world, but you can find the strength to endure and be an overcomer. And you can do that as you pray for endurance this week. Let the Spirit strengthen you. Let God speak to you. Let his word speak to you and find endurance and find the ability to stand and live as an overcomer. You can do that in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, we're so grateful. Thankful for your spirit. Thankful for your presence. And thankful that we can be overcomers. Lord, we're thankful that we can find strength when we sin, when we fail, when we fall, that we can find forgiveness. Thank you for the space that you've given us to repent. Thank you for the moment that we have right now that we can feel your presence and that we can reach for you. And you give us time. You give us space to seek you while you may be found. You give us a space to repent. You give us space to call upon your name and to find the strength that we need. 
I pray you be with those listening today. Give us the power that we need to be overcomers and to walk in the light of the gospel and to walk in the power of your name and the power of your spirit. We give you praise and we thank you for that. We want to be overcomers and honor you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at pentecostalpublishing.com.